You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's the You Up podcast, the podcast version of the Sirius XM radio show four days a week, Monday through Thursday, 10 to 12 Eastern on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM channel 95. So listen in there if you have Sirius XM or a rental car. Um, but this is the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, guys, I'm here in San Diego, California. It's Friday morning, afternoon. I don't know when you're listening to this, but this is coming out on Friday. I'm in San Diego all weekend at the American Comedy Company. And um, shows tonight, shows tomorrow, Saturday, and a show on Sunday. And I'm also joined today in a hotel room by Andrew Collin is here. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's my people? What? What was that? How's my people? ATC here. ATC people. Okay, no one's calling you that. That really hasn't caught on the way you wanted it to. Um, Has anyone ever called you ATC in your life? Uh, I did a week ago, and it's really catching on. It's crazy how things can just go viral. Um, Yeah, no, I literally have not heard one person call you that. Uh, Three people wrote it in your comments saying ATC is better than uh, Bill Burr, I think. At comedy or just just uh, hairline so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's true. You're still holding on up there. Let's see what you're looking at. What are you looking at? You're looking at. I can't see it. I mean, the tracks are deep. <laughs> There's some deep tracks going on. These hairs don't run. Do you like freak out when like do you wake up and do you just see hairs on your pillow and and lose your mind? I just want to understand what it's like to be a, a man who fears uh, losing his hair because. Women are just riddled with insecurities every day. And I feel like I've talked about this before, but I feel like a man's hairline is like a woman's version of everything. Like women Mm -hmm. constantly like are looking at other women's legs and boobs and butts and being like, I wish I could be that. But men constantly are like, man, he's got a good hairline. Hairline and height we look at. Yes. Hairline and height. That's the men thing because you can't look at D size. You can. I've looked at plenty of D's in my life. In locker rooms? Uh, in locker rooms, in through pants, through pants, through umbros, through sweatpants, through jeans, really anything, any fabric, yeah. I can see that cock. But um, <laughs> my hairline is, uh, I think, what happens. Like my brother's bald, my older brother, mm-hmm. but he's very successful. So I think, depending on your level of success, is how far your hair. Like, so if I'm bald, fat, and poor, it's gonna be really bad. Based on so all I have left is my hairline is what I'm saying. Okay. Well, it's I, I have to tell you it is it's going. Yeah. I mean it's it's definitely going. But I'm getting a little bit more successful. So hopefully they end up meeting in the middle of mediocrity. Yeah. No, it's it's you're never gonna be like your brother bald. No. I'm you're thirty nine and your hairline is like you know, it's receding like any man's, but it's not bad. Okay. Do you do you no, feel no. weird that I'm telling you that? No, I feel good. I remember going to my brother. I was like, you know, I'm balding, and he's like, you're not balding. You're th- you're forty. Like you're at the age. Like you made it. Like yeah. I made it past. Speaking of balding, yeah. my dad is here in the room with us. My dad and mom are also in town. This um, they came out for my special taping to L.A., which was on Wednesday night, and then they stuck around and came down to San Diego with me and Andrew and Carlisle Forrester, Queen of Squirt Nation, who isn't here right now, but. Um, we all drove down yesterday from LA. Dad, when did you start going bald? Uh, I noticed it probably in my late twenties, but you know, um, for anthropologically speaking, baldness is a defense mechanism because they think back in like early days, 
if you were at war, which a lot of you know primitive people were warring all the time, that if you were bald, that you looked, you appeared to be less of a threat to people. So that baldness became a defense mechanism that made you live longer. Wait, you were le- less of a threat, like sexually? In w- no, a, a, to another male in war. So if I because big, you, if you're bald, you're maybe older. I and have s- a big, you know, stone tool in my hand, and I see a big burly guy with hair. He's he's going to be the first one that the people are going to go for, and multiple people try to kill him. The bald but I'm, guy. I'm just yeah, saying, but bald, bald, uh, bald is. Um, but you're saying I'm wondering what does bald signify to the human brain when we see it? Why does it make us feel like you're not as powerful? And it's because I think baldness is associated with old. So if you if you get it, older, people are weaker. So you wouldn't attack them first in battle. But th- yeah. there's no other reason. I mean, you always told me that men like cleavage, and this is such a gross thing for your dad to tell you. But my dad's into anthropology. <laughs> From the time I was four, my dad <laughs> has made sure that I understand that men are attracted. When you wore that push-up diaper. What? When you wore that push-up diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I stuffed it. I have to be honest with you guys. I stuffed my diaper as a kid. Um, but you told me that men are. Do you want to tell my listeners? You can. Uh, well, I didn't tell you this all the time. I told you when you were in college, probably. But uh, men are attracted to cleavage because it looks like a buttocks from behind. And, and that's, you know, so that's and that's how sex was made mostly until the missionary position was forced on primitive people by missionaries. Truly? Is that why it's called missionary? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because the missionaries saw, you know, primitive people like American Indians doing sex, you know, doggy style. And they were like, no, 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 you can't do it that way. You have to do it in missionary position. So they called it missionary. So what my dad is saying is that big breasts, when they're pushed together, resemble a butt crack, which is what a man would be looking at if he was having sex. So that's why guys get boners when they see your boobs, because they think your boobs are your butt and they want to enter your boobs from behind. And that's why. And that's the relationship I have with my dad. (laughs) (laughs) My mom is also here. Do you want to get in on any of this before we get into our first clip from the week? Um, I, I, this is pretty much news to me also. So we're, we're all staring at her cleavage as she's just saying this. <laughs> and I, that's why he's always staring at my cleavage. No, mom, did you, you dated I dad? No clev- I have no cleavage. Let's go there first. No, we, you do have cleavage. You could, you have to create it. It doesn't, even women with huge tits, if they're not supported and pushed up, there's not going to be any cleavage. Gotcha. Um, so we're all just ladies. Did you just learn something? We're all trying to get our boobs to look like butts. <laughs> when really our elbows, if you do that with your elbow and take a picture of the line on your elbow and the crease, it looks like cleavage or a butt. Andrew's getting turned on stuff. Oh no no no! Oh, he's fingering my elbow, you guys. This is inappropriate. Um, yeah. I feel like you're chomping at the bit. No, I'm not chomping. Okay. Um, at the tit. You're no. At the tit. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Andrew often, t- I, if you if you don't know, not everyone's mic'd. I'm using a mic on my phone, so I have to like put it in their face, like I'm a reporter on the beat. <laughs> so people keep talking, and if you're missing little jokes, it's because I I haven't. They don't know how to um, be amplified. To, to wait, exactly. Andrew just said to wait, which is he said it off mic in case you didn't hear it. Um, Mom, uh, how are you today? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here, Nikki. You got to follow my mom on Instagram if you haven't already. My dad's also on Instagram. Uh, Jules Glaze, J-U-L-E-S-G-L-A-S. I don't know why she didn't. Do you have an E at the end of it? No, but. 
It's Jules Glass with one S, and she's so cryptic and weird on there. You need to post more stuff. It's so. Rachel Feinstein, speaking of guests on our show, the first episode we have for you is from Monday's, or the first clip we have from you is from Monday's show. Rachel Feinstein was in studio. Were you there too, Andrew? Yeah, we were in LA. Rachel was there. Rachel and I did, um, went to the premiere for the Historical Roast, which is a new show out on Netflix where Rachel. And I play celebrities who are dead, and they all roast each other in heaven. I play Kurt Cobain. Rachel plays Anne Frank. Um, it's going to be really funny. I think it's out this week on Netflix, so look for it. But Rachel was talking about how she's obsessed with your Instagram, Mom. What? Yeah, because she's like, I just stare at some of her posts, and I'm like, what does this mean? It's so <laughs> weird, but also funny. And she was like, she was quoting some of your material and some of your, she was like, there's one, this one picture, and I didn't even know what she was talking about. She was like, oh, I study your mom's Instagram. I get delighted when she's posted a picture. My mom only has like 12 pictures up, but yeah. there's one that is so funny. Wait, pull up this one. This one is wild. Guys, I need – go look at my mom's Instagram. It's probably going to be the third picture unless she posts something before now. Look at Rachel like this one. It's Her hair look looks like wild. Inventor. You look like an inventor. An inventor. She looks like she just invented something, and she was in the lab all night long. Guys, go look at it. I really – and then follow – give my mom a follow. It's J-U-L-E-S – Glaze, G-L-A-S. And then my dad is Edgeler. He posts a lot. E-D-G-E-U-L-A-R. Uh, Edgeler on Instagram. And um, and they're just both funny follows if, you, if you're if you into that kind of thing. Andrew T. Collin is on there. This is me and Rachel Feinstein in studio on Monday talking about how um, I accidentally stole a joke from her, which happens a lot in comedy. Everyone goes, joke thief. Oh, I've seen someone else do this. And... Let me say a lot of times it's parallel thought. Most of the time, I would say 95% of the time, comedians do not steal. It just doesn't happen. You're, it, people are so quick to accuse us of stealing material, but there's only so many things to make fun of, and oftentimes we make fun of the same things, and that's what's usually happening when people accuse someone of stealing material. But then another thing can happen, which is what happened to me with Rachel, and it also happened to me with Ali Wong. I accidentally took a bit from her. And I didn't even know it. You just watch someone stand up and then months go by and you're thinking of a joke that's in the same realm of that topic. And you don't even remember the joke that you saw. But all of a sudden you're like, oh, this would be a funny line to add. And I swear to God, it just comes because you can't tell if it came from your own mind or if your mind heard it somewhere and just is throwing it back to you. And so a lot of times comedians will text each other and be like, did I think of this or did I hear this? So this was a case of me not thinking of it, me hearing it. And I was doing this joke and I kept being like, people would say, that's such a funny line. And I go, I don't feel like it came from me. I don't know where it came from, but it sounds like a Rachel Feinstein line. And so you're going to hear me tell the story of um, how I texted her and was like, is this your joke? I almost didn't want to know because it gets such a laugh. And she goes, yeah, that's I, I use that. And uh, I had to remove, remove it from my act. And I did, but um, it killed for a while. So I, this is the story of me stealing Rachel Feinstein's joke uh, on Monday's show. Here we go. When people ask me who's the funniest person, like who's the funniest stand-up comedian, I say Rachel Feinstein. Oh, so like to me, me you can do anything, truly. Like you, like I would like to get you a room. Like, how are we gonna get you to the top? Like I, that's how I. <laughs> like everyone needs to know Rachel Feinstein. Uh, I was watching you the other night at the cellar. I can't even watch you, dude, because oh, this is what. So I've been using this line in my act for. I don't know, months and months and months where I say um, the two words I, I call uh, ladies who like to give blowjobs. I'm like, I used to think of them as like these rogue whores. And it always came from a place of like, 
is that where did I get that from? Rogue whore. Like uh, some things you you write and you're like, I, that's me. Like I got there. I had to work at it. And some things just pop in your head and you go, I'm brilliant. That just works. <laughs> and then some things you're like, I don't know that that's me, dude. I I think I read that somewhere or like, but you can't trace it. You're not trying to steal it, but there's just you don't know where. And then I was like, it sounds like Rachel. And I asked her because I'm gearing up for the special. I don't want to put anything out there that even possibly might be something that one of my friends wrote. So I go, do you ever say rogue whore in your set? And she's like, yeah, but you can have it. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I took that from you unintentionally. But it's like, I mean, it's, but it's we imp- all have so many phrases we like accidentally. No, I think like, rogue whore weird. is like, it's distinct. And, 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 and I could get away with being like, oh yeah, I guess I just heard that. But like, that is, that's, that's a bad, that's a bad person who just turns a blind eye to that kind of, thievery that is not bad I don't blame myself for doing that because I didn't mean to but once you know it if you continue to do it there's something wrong with that that's why it's like sometimes I'm like I don't even want to know if it's someone else's because sometimes I I mean comedians are paranoid and we ask all the time like does someone have this bit yeah you know because you feel do you have you ever done that where something oh, yeah. comes from a yeah, place? Yeah, and then you also go, oh, you no. just share language with friends and like especially if you like words, you just pick up a word that feels satisfying and it's yes. really hard a with word. little phrases or words. It's like it's really tricky. Can you, yeah. Can you claim a word? But there are some words that I'm like I heard someone say or someone uses a lot and you can't you you can't steal that word from them. It's it's as it, it's as you know how when Dane Cook was like said that Steve Byrne or whatever stole his essence. <laughs> yeah, it was a ridiculous thing to say, but I understood what he meant because there isn't something to put. I'm not saying that I agree that Steve Burton stole it, but I understand when I see comedians have their essences steal stolen. <laughs> I see it all the time. I've stolen essences. <laughs> yeah, we all. I do have. I was doing accident. Sarah Silverman the first three years, like just a dead on impression. I was just trying to steal her essence. I tried to steal the essence of Megan Von Grichten in uh, sixth grade because she had huge boobs and all the guys liked her. And she also had like, like did this like she talked, she talked, she almost talked like you, Andrew. And I would do cool. that. Spitty mouth is like hot for a girl. Spitty I used mouth. to try to do the spitty mouth. <laughs> I couldn't too. replicate big boobs, so I replicated <laughs> yeah. a, another girl had like a lazyish eye, and she got all the attention not because of her eye, but that was the only thing that I could kind of adopt from her personality. So I did, I did that it too in my early like pictures in school. I'm trying to smile like my teacher. Yes. And it looks so strained and bizarre. Oh, I'll send you the cutie. picture. It's so alarming. But I'm trying to, she had, she was Southern and she was very beautiful and blonde and she had these thin little lips and her, her lipstick would like glisten off the ends because yeah. they weren't quite big enough for lipstick, but in a very adorable, pleasing way. Oh, like, yes. you know, kind of like Meg Ryan, you know, like yes, that little, know those mean. little slim lips. Yeah. And I wanted slim little lips like her with, <laughs> you know, and, and I would, I tried to do the smile, but it looks so jarring. It's just like the thing I did with wanting to be a blonde I took a piece of yellow yarn and put it on top of my head <laughs> and I thought that was an adequate disguise and I would just go to school with this weird piece of how old just dangled on top of my heinous Jew's nest and it was always so transparent when I yeah. tried to pick up someone else's charming attributes it was just really alarming yeah. dude I, like, I did it all the th- I mean I'm so glad that you can relate I mean, to this you went through a lot of phases like I mean, different phases I like I was like a BMX rider. I was I was into like rock, <laughs> and then I had a hem necklace, and then I had a chain. Yeah, it's and identity. I, yeah, I 
kept searching. I'm still searching. I can still do Katie Miller's voice. She would like kind of do this thing. Like she would do a voice and I would yes. I would do this thing that wasn't the reason guys liked her. It was just the e- most easily replicable thing that I could yeah, be like, get a oh, push that's a bra. Why. Don't yeah. yeah. I would I would just steal someone's and I wouldn't do it intentionally. It was like a survival technique. So I think being able to emulate people that you thought had it better than you became a way to not be myself because I like felt so ugly or whatever or whatever I, it was. I know, I did so it I just used time. to I yeah. I would talk like every girl that was cool. And then after a while you just pick up all these like different characteristics that make you who you are. But I sometimes I'm like, I think I'm just a big pot like of petri dish. I'm like my cousin, Kirst my friend Kirsten, Megan Von Gritch, like the popular girls who I thought what I, I was acting like I what I thought they were. But it's like it's hard to. Um, but I think that that's where I still do it though. So when I watch my friends and I see my friends on stage and I admire something they do, unintentionally I absorb their essence because I I did that so much in school. It's like how I just operate. I but I've like had we, to stop it. I feel like it's a, it, it's like it's like really normal and really like I do it all yeah. the time. Like just like some little impulse or thing that you, I find pleasing. But it is hard to be like really just like to stop yourself and and remember when I was at school like. There was this, the girl that I really wanted to be, like um, Kristen Pasek. Uh, she, she just like all her stuff. I would try to buy so that I could be Me like too. her, and then I would immediately get it dirty and Me like too. foul. Me and I'm too. like, oh, oh, her things are so Me clean. Too. And even when I buy the same thing, like I fucking purchase the same it, exact it crime. still gets immediately heinous and snarl. That's exactly what would happen to me with Kirsten. Yeah. Kirsten had all the nicest. She had like basic stuff. She, her family wasn't like super duper rich, but she would get stuff and it would just look nice. Yes. And so I would buy the same exact yeah. thing and it would get dirty. And I would go, mom, why are our washing machines disgusting and make everything hard and crisp? And Kirsten's are always soft. It's the same shirt, mom. It's the same shirt. So it's our water. I don't know what's in our water, but I hate this house. That was Monday's show. Hey, guys, before we get to Tuesday's show, I want to tell you that Comedy Central has a new podcast that you would love. If you like this show, you're going to love Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian. That's the name of the podcast, Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian. It's um, comedians Julian McCullough and Sean O'Connor, and they're best friends, both really funny comedians, and they're separately just became dads. Um, Not together, but separately. In the podcast, they're going to talk about other dads, moms, friends, and more. Uh, I'm guessing it's just going to be like this podcast that has a theme, but then just becomes two comedians goofing off and having a great time. Sean O'Connor and Julian are so, so funny. So if you're looking for a new comedy podcast in your life, I would really, I haven't heard this one, but I can just recommend it immediately because Sean O'Connor, oh my God, Julian's just like, check out his his stand-up. He's been around forever, but Sean O'Connor's been more in writer's rooms, but some of his performances are the funniest things. He was on the Tyra Banks show once. Look up Tyra Banks, Sean O'Connor. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. She doesn't know what to do with him. There's a whale puppet involved. Anyway, they're also going to take your parenting questions and answer them honestly and uh, with humor. So if you're a new parent or even if you're not, subscribe to Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian. Too long time friends of mine I wouldn't be telling you to listen to this podcast if um if I honestly didn't think they were two of the funniest guys I know so give that a listen you deserve new comedy podcasts in your life add it to your uh add it to your your queue is that a thing that people still have um 
coming up on the show, Tuesday show. Let's get into it. Oh my god, this one was so funny. I can't wait to tell you this. We've been we've been making fun of this all week long. So Tuesday it was Andrew in studio and um uh, a guy who's open for me on the road a bunch who has just been a squeaky wheel in my life. You guys know I love squeaky wheels. They get the oil, right? You got to ask for things if you want things. And, you know, people ask me things all the time and I say no if I don't like them. But this guy asks me for work all the time and he's funny and pleasant to be around. So I give it to him. And he is a testament to the fact that if you believe in yourself and you actually have talent, you should you should be asking people to let you do your talent because you're honestly helping them. You always feel like a burden. You're like, oh, they don't want to hear from me. They're not going to think of you unless you ask. And if you're not talented, they won't have you back. But if you are, then you got in the door that way. So Radu is, uh, Radu Bandar is his name. You should follow him on everything. Radu Bandar. He's a hilarious comedian. Nice guy. And um, we got to talking about September 11th, which I've been fascinated by recently because I'm reading this book called uh, Fall and Rise or Rise and Fall. I don't know which one it is, but it's by a guy, a New York Times bestselling author, uh, and he wrote this book about uh, September 11th that I'm just like devouring and I love. Anyway, we got to talking about being, I'm a 9-11 head is what I called myself. I just am fascinated by it and, and love reading about it. And um, uh, and we got to talking about how many people died that day. Like, do we know the number? I mean, pe- the number is out there, but do we as just like c- common people re- know, honor that number? And even me as a 9-11 head, I was slightly off, but we did a poll in the room and here's what happened. Producer Jen, her guests, get ready for it, guys. This is um, Noah, our producer, Jen, my producer, Andrew Collin, me and Radu Bandar talking 9-11. Do you get into the conspiracy side, too? No, I haven't done that, and I don't even want to unleash that. Okay, let's do our – we all guessed how many people died on September 11th. Do you want to make a guess, too, Noah? Do you want to start us off? You can just say yours. Uh, 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 3,623. Okay, Jen? A mil- a Wait a second. Hold on one second. I can't. I. I. We have to shut down the show. You guys. Be processed. Producer Jen, just on her sheet, she wrote a million. Is like, everyone? Wait. Hold on. There's so. How much- long do you think 9/11 was? Wait a second. Are you? Wait. You think a million people died that day? Around it. See, like I was thinking. You know, if I'm the hot, like. You know, I'm the oh, closest you're going to the highest. Yeah. Okay, but if you were but really making right, like the closest, <laughs> well, now you have Noah's. Uh, I, have the, I still have the highest. Okay, so, so you I would were... think like still in like the eight hundred thousand or eight hundred thousand. A lot. <laughs> That's a lot. To okay, she's Jen, counting the sperm. Jen, did, if you you're hear, a... did you hear? Did you hear Noah's guess? Counting the sperm. Three hundred. No, right? three thousand six hundred twenty-three oh. is what she guessed. Okay, and okay. that was not a bad. I don't think that's a terrible oh, guess, okay. right? Okay. So yours, I would qualify as a truly yeah. terrible guess, <laughs> like one of the worst guesses. I, I think mean, if we pulled everyone in Los Angeles, how many people do you think died in uh, oh, World War II? This is fun. This is my new game with Jen. <laughs> yeah. is to think. Uh, just World shame her for not World knowing facts. But she might get World War II more right because <laughs> yeah, a million yeah. people is yeah. more likely. With well, World, World War II is probably yeah. like forty million. Yes, yes. Um, okay, but let's. <laughs> we're gonna get back to you not knowing things because that is hilarious. I have uh, six hundred forty-eight thousand. <laughs> no, you don't. No, no. no, 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 no. I, 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 like, I hate. <laughs> I have twenty-three hundred. Mm-hmm. Radu. Twenty-nine hundred. 
I have um, 5,995 is my guess. So let's. Wow, you really went with that. I, I believe it's just under. Um, okay, casualties. Okay, let's do it, guys. We're about to find out. Dum, dum, what if dum, Jen's right? Okay. Wait a second. It's uh, inconclusive upon. Okay, yeah. Are we All counting right. just that day, though? 2,996. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm fucking pissed because I had I love 9-11, guys. I know my shit. That is so good. And I was pretty good, too. And I knew it was in the 2000s. Yeah. Um, I was way off. I thought it was just under 6,000. So I was way off. And yeah. I call myself a September 11th head. How, how dare I? That was Tuesday's clip. Now coming up to Wednesday's um, episode. So Wednesday of this week, I taped my special for a streaming platform that I shall not name because this is a Comedy Central podcast. But I taped a special. And by the way, I just want to shout out to everyone who came to the special, everyone who sent me nice messages on Instagram about it. Um, So many of the podcast listeners knew that I was stressing out, gearing up for it. And it's over and it's done and it went well. And I also want to give a shout out to my producer, Noah, my producer, Jen, my parents, Andrew, Colin, uh, Andrew and Colin, two separate people, not Andrew Colin. I, I, no, thank you. Okay. It's fine. Whatever. I just, I mean, I opened up. It's going to be great. My special is also coming out on Vimeo, which I'm going to take the footage from opening for Nikki. It's going to be big time. My name is right behind you in lights. So it's going to be a little weird for people to see that special. And I think you only did six minutes each show. So it's going to be a six minute special. It's going to be a six-minute special. Uh, I'm going to call it um, Andrew's Coming to Your Town on a Friday, Saturday. Maybe Sunday morning we could hang out and get brunch. <laughs> if you want to see Andrew live, go check NikkiGlazer.com for uh, ticket info because that's the only time he works is opening for me. But, no, I do want to thank you, Andrew Collin. Supportive friend, sin- sincere moment. He's been with me this whole time that I've been preparing for the special. Every time I start crying or freaking out, he always talks me off the ledge. You've watched my sets countless, countless times. You've taken notes. You've given me suggestions. And you've been a really, really good friend for all of it. So thank you, bud. Who is this person? (laughs) (laughs) So on Wednesday's show, we had a pre-tape where we, um, because I didn't want to do radio that morning because I just wanted to sleep in, which I didn't get to do because whatever. But um, on Wednesday's show, we did a pre-tape where Glenn Howerton, you should go back on the app and listen to it. Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny. And then Theo Vaughn, Theo Vaughn, hilarious comedian. Theo Vaughn was in studio. Mom, I'm looking at you right now. You would love Theo. You would love Theo's comedy. It's right up your alley. It is. He is one of the funniest comedians. We are so excited to get him in the show. Before the show with Theo, um, we had taped this a couple weeks ago. Theo and I were talking um, in a room next to our where we were recording, and we were just like kind of catching up before we went on air. And um, and he revealed to me that he used to hate my stand up, which I just could not understand because yeah, I used to be not like experienced at it but I was never not funny and he used to say oh I hated it oh I hated your stand-up and we kind of I was like there's just no way you're funny I'm funny there's no way you don't think I'm funny and he's like it's not that I didn't think you were funny but then we got the real reason and um and it's it kind of confirms what I've always thought about men not liking female comics or even women not liking female comics it reminds them of their you guessed it right. They're moms. Check out this uh, clip from Wednesday's show. 
uh, with Theo Vaughn, me, and Andrew Collin. Someone that has is choking or needs help, do you judge them and think what an idiot, or do you just go like, oh, poor them? Mm, I say throw them on the tracks and let's get going. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. I really do. I do care. I mean, I, I wouldn't do anything. It's I wouldn't China. touch them. I'm afraid of like germs and shit. But Jesus, man. You wouldn't. You would touch a bleeding person. A person yeah, choking on cauliflower that was going. <laughs> no way. I don't believe it. If someone was gushing blood, a homeless guy. No, of course not. <laughs> But that's not what, what we're talking about. I would about. get one of those. I would buy one of those, like, uh, you go and buy ponchos. something. I'd get a poncho yeah. and then help. And then help. <laughs> Two ponchos, probably. I'd be fucking Poncho Via, bro. I would be, uh, <laughs> I would have a lot I of I love ponchos. you running up I the subway see stairs, helping. coming all the way back. Where are you going to get this poncho? I would help him do it. And if he's really, if he's not going to make it, I'd throw him back on the tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and just put, put him out of his misery. Well, that's yeah, a kind you, thing to do. Oh, yeah. That's the old yellow number seven, bro. That's the train I'm catching, the old yellow number seven. But I want to get back to this because I, I don't want to be just seemed like as someone that can't hear a woman's voice, so I have to investigate back oh, into... Oh, please, please don't, don't... I'm curious about it, though. I think it's interesting. Here, I think it's very interesting. Because I never thought about it before until just a minute ago. What? Well, that... I, I don't... I think that there are... You're right about that. I think there are a lot of guys in the audience that probably are just not they're just it's it's hard for them to tune in yeah the, i mean if you especially if you've grown up with a mother who's really <laughs> naggy and like you were saying and uh, maybe emotionally abusive you just don't want to and especially if the person's voice maybe reminds you of your mom's voice or and that's the way i feel about men talking sometimes i'm just like enough yeah you know i get it but um uh, but of I, course but I, but I don't, I don't think you're a bad person for thinking that. Yeah. And of, of like that's just the way. Uh, but you've you've come around now. You can enjoy female comics. I hope. Well, yeah, a hundred. You're friends with all of them, and you, oh. I feel nothing but admiration and love for, for from you as a fellow comic. So I don't. Um, well, your voice good. has gotten lower. That's we'll true. And yeah. I, I have gone the way of uh, the woman from the Theranos documentary. I could talk like her and make everyone Are you doing very... videos like her? Are you doing impersonation videos? Very... No, you I haven't. You should be and I know a million percent. I, I look exactly like her. And <laughs> she I doesn't really... blink, though. Yeah, she doesn't blink. And <laughs> When you say it. blink, you blink. I know. <laughs> you blink. I can't help it. Yeah. But yeah. there is something what? to that. Who gave that lady any money to do anything, bro? I gave her it's a lot of voice, money. It's that voice, man. It's that yeah. voice. It was basically Xerox just trying to catch a last break, I think, before it, they went yeah, under. Yeah, you're right. That's it was, all it was. Well, it was, she was she was captivating to old, old men. Yeah. You know? Like, she tricked all of these, like, elderly, elderly men, which is a weird way to go after the elderly business, billionaire. But Smart. A lot of people do that. Like, when they take care of them, like a... When a like Paula Abdul? <laughs> who did she go after? She's an elderly... She's almost woman. an elderly man. Yeah, at this point, dude. <laughs> She's the only reason I did the Tonight Show the first time because she was sick that day and she called in sick and they wow. needed a replacement. And so um, I was the next on the board. So I was like very grateful for her pill addiction at that time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, nice. I love yeah. that video with the cat. Remember oh, yeah. the cat? Two when steps she forward. Two steps back. Yeah. We come together. That was just her trying to walk somewhere, I think, basically, is all <laughs> it was, dude. Too many bills. It's crazy that it Amazing. predicts your future, your songs, your early songs. You know? Oh, whoa. Two steps <gasps> forward. What if we I take two steps that? back. <laughs> just stumbling out of bed, Theo. Yeah. That's so funny. What if we went deep into like people's hits and see if it predicted their future? I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Yeah. Straight up now, tell me, are you really going to love 
be forever. No, we're not, cause you're gonna age a lot. <laughs> we dispose of our talent as soon as it ages out of being hot. Mm -mm -mm. Paul Abdul is a perfect example. Um, being a woman in this business sucks. <laughs> That was Wednesday with Theo Vaughn, and now we are getting into Thursday's clip. My dad just gave Andrew a compliment based on the last clip. We, what, what did you say to him? Well, Nikki just gave Andrew multiple compliments, and, and Andrew said, who is this? He's not used to that. Yeah, they, they already heard it, but Dad liked it. Yeah, so this is a, this is – they've already heard that part of the podcast, so they remember. But my dad really enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, my dad loves the word. My dad loves giving accolades. He likes uh, receiving accolades. He likes when his daughter gets accolades. I did morning um, TV today, and he was. My, this is my classic, classic dad, and it's so sweet. But you just get mad when people mess up my intros. When people don't make a big deal about me, he goes, "You were on this morning TV. We were watching Fox Five, and they kept being like, well, coming up on the show, that we've got Tracy at a water park. We've got uh." Joel at the Speedway, but they didn't. They didn't tease you. Why didn't they tell us you were coming up? And I'm like, because the world isn't fair. And then he cried. Yeah, he really did cry. He said, I had tears coming down from my eyes, Nikki, when I saw you on Fox. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, I'm such a little bitch. Andrew is really going toe to toe with my dad all weekend here. What is this? What is this? I'm going to push Andrew in the ocean later today. You can't go and walk in the sand with your shitty knees. Let's go to the pier after this. Yeah, I'll peer over and look at your wife. Mom, do you want? Okay, so the, the joke dynamic here is that Andrew wants to bang my mom. My dad is in the way, and he's trying Not to. Not much. Not much in the way, to be honest. After that poop yesterday. Oh, no. We can't talk about the poop. Andrew. So we all went to the bathroom before we hit the road for San Diego yesterday. We were at Carlisle Forrester, Queen of Squirt Nation's apartment, and we were all hanging out, and we all had to use the bathroom before we hit the road. My mom went first, then my dad, then me, then Andrew. And when I get in there, something terrible had happened. And I assumed it was my dad because, like, it, it smelled like something a man would make. And it was my mom. And I loved you for taking the cr – my mom just goes, sorry, did it, sorry. What do you have to say for yourself? I, I say that's so personal, but I, I, unfortunately, Carlisle's apartment has no ventilation in there. And I was like, oh, my God. But do you have you ever heard of a courtesy flush? Like as soon as it drops, you flush. Uh, because I felt like that one had been sitting there the whole time you were waiting for more to come out. Like, do you ever flush intermittently? No, I've never thought of that. Yeah, well, that's what that you could you could smell that you had never thought of that. <laughs> I'm still recovering. I'm still embarrassed about this. I I thought we dropped this by now. You oh, dropped it. <laughs> Okay, so, um, so I, yeah, I ate some bad pizza, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Every day? Yeah. Every day? No. That was, Andrew, that's the first smell I've ever smelled come out of me. If you get. Usually her poop smells like flowers. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I will say that my dad and Andrew have this thing in common where they think their farts don't stink, and they claim that they've never had a, a stinky fart before. No, I just know when they're going to smell. I know when they're not going to smell. And so then. Like on planes, I let them out. A lot of times I just get anxious farts, which usually don't smell. Okay. Okay, and my dad just claims that his farts have never smelled. I just joke. And he just jokes. But, no, yours don't really. I mean, if 
can we talk about mine? I, I mean, you guys have like suffered from mine for years. Suffered. Years. Do you want to say anything about like I just put you on blast for your poop? No, I I think it's fine if you fart. You have to fart, but no, you have sent me out of the. You have been so mad at me and like been. Well, we, you know, you if you know you're gonna fart, go in the other room. Right, but sometimes I just don't want to. Yeah. Okay, we Absolutely. made you sleep outside as a child, but what that wasn't that tough, was it? <laughs> All right. The wolves sent you back in. What? The wolves made you go back inside the house. <laughs> they were like, God, even the atmosphere wasn't enough to dilute the smell that was coming out of me. Listen, I'm a vegan who chews a lot of gum. Things are going to happen. Um, Thursday's show was so much fun. It was I was done with my special. I taped it on Wednesday night. Everyone came out. Anya Marina was in studio with us on Thursday. She had flown out from New York to come support me. I also want to give a shout-out to Elna Baker, who came out and supported me. Claire Parker, friend of the show, who came out and supported me. Um, Andrew was there. Who else was there? Uh, my best friend, Catherine from Denver, who was my best friend from college, came out. They all stayed at a house in the Hollywood Hills. And um, Ashley, oh, Hesseltine came. Yeah. So many people came out and supported. Thank you so much. The special should be out sometime in the fall, early fall, hopefully. And um, anyway, Thursday was just a blast in studio. We were all deliriously tired because we had to wake up at 7 a.m. And we had been out the night before until 2 so it was a blast, but um, this is me, my parents, and Andrew. Oh, no, Andrew wasn't there. No. Me, my parents, and Anya Marina in studio in uh, at the Sirius Studios in Los Angeles on Thursday, the day after my special. Here we go. I, mean, I right. saw you there, and that didn't. I mean, you guys weren't laughing as much as other people. You were just because <laughs> you were just smiling and just like taking it in. So you were. It was like when I remember my first performance. What what happened at St. Gertrude in, in Cincinnati? Do you remember the first time I ever performed? No. You did stand up at St. Gertrude? No, no, no. It was a Christmas show oh. where I yeah. was singing. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. It was a, like a recital. Yeah. What did I do the whole time? Uh, I don't. You don't remember the story? I like that I remember the story <laughs> because I was like, I'm, I'm going to be a star. You remember everything, Nikki. No, well, I... you remember stories about yourself when you're a kid. Right. You didn't sing right. I no, mean, I you, didn't sing. You didn't sing, yeah. I just stood up there and smiled <laughs> the whole time. I didn't sing. And you. I remember on the car ride home, I remember it because you were like, you didn't even sing. There was no singing. You just stood there and smiled. Were you supposed to sing? Yes. It was like a recital. We were all supposed to sing Christmas carols. You're like, yeah. I, I look like, good. <laughs> You were I so happy sad. to be on stage. Yeah. yeah, I was just like happy, and I just remember being like, I didn't sing, and noting that. But I remember I just <laughs> oh smiled. But that's the way you guys were. You didn't laugh. You were just like, No, I laughed a lot. No, yeah. we were laughing our butts off. Mm-hmm. That's good. That, thank you. Yeah. Honestly, but, you know, as a father, it was so it's, funny. It's kind of it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I wish you would have stuck around for the second show because I have to say, during the second show, mm-hmm. I um. At one point, I did a joke like about you, or or uh, it was a really one of the most grotesque sex lines I guess I had. <laughs> and afterwards, I go and my parents are here, and because I thought you had been at that show, I just thought they had moved you in the back where I right. couldn't see you. And um, and I and and everyone laughs, you know. And I was like, I just have to say, and this was just for the crowd. I was like, I just have to say, my whole life, and I had said this backstage, so I kind of <laughs> worked it out that it was funny because I had said it at hair and makeup, and it's true. Two nights ago, I like ate an edible and I was just like in bed and like my mind was like just analyzing my life and my act and comedy like in a different way. And I was thinking about you guys coming out here and I was like, 
God, it's so that must be so hard for them to hear me do these sex jokes. Like that would be really unpleasant. And I legit have like never considered your feelings really? <laughs> in so 15 funny. years. I'm not joking I, you. It's never people always go, "How do you feel about your parents?" And I go, "I don't care because I don't care." Like I've never had empathy for you in your situation. And the other night I felt it for the first time of like, "God, that would suck." Like I would not want to hear any of this shit if I it was my daughter. And I don't even know what it's like to have a daughter, but I wouldn't want to hear it. And, um, it's hard. It is. I bet I it is hard. It. But I said that last night. I go, I just want to tell you guys that, like, legit, the first time I felt any empathy towards my parents for the situation was, like, two days ago. And I was like, I've been, t- I've been talking this way. They've been coming to my shows for 15 laugh. years. And I, was like, I was like, it just dawned on me that, like, yeah. people have feelings oh, other than so mine. funny. Um, yeah, when, when my friends are, are there with, at a show of yours in St. Louis, my friends come up to me afterwards and, like, pat me on the back and go, Really sorry, man. That must be uh, tough to endure that. It's like a funeral. Yeah, kind of <laughs> yeah, but like, why do you choose to go to it then? Is there any part of you I that I love just... seeing you perform. I love yeah, seeing your fans. Yeah, we love you I performing. love seeing the reaction of your fans. I, that, that's what warms my heart. Do you ever Aww. just want to go, la, na, 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 and look around, yeah. kind of? Yeah. Yeah. You should do that. You you know what you should do next we time? We do do that. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, if you if you don't want to hear my act, you should honestly bring in headphones and have like white noise playing, white like noise. <sighs> so just wear a big Bose headphones. Well, what if like around something like the empathy thing? Oh uh, yeah, but yeah, that's okay. a good point. Then I'll I'll give you a little. I'll go headphones, Mom. <laughs> Ear, earphones. What, what do they do on um? What's that movie? Uh, oh yeah, um, earmuffs. Yeah, when, earmuffs. The, when the little yeah. kids when Vince, Vaughn. when Vince Vaughn wanted to cuss, he'd be like earmuffs, and then he would put his hands over the kids' ears. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, that's what I should do to you. But then you wouldn't We'd watch. Be earmuffed the whole time. The whole time. I mean, it's just it's over the top. But I don't know. We and just love watching you perform. You just have such great presence on the stage. No, I yeah. love seeing this one. I had one one contact with this woman that was stage right near you, and she was beaming from. Her grin was oh my just God. so expressive we, the whole we time. Love yeah. oh, that's we love watching and other people work, than you. So it was fun. Yeah, that yeah. is that is that's so, so much fun. It was fun. much better than that. that performance of St. Gertrude. Oh, yeah. Just me up there smiling. I didn't do that last night. That would have been weird for everyone. I was, like, sitting, like, backstage, like, right before I walked out last night, I was, like, looking at the crowd, and I, I guess, because I never can see them, and I don't, if I, if I think about their situation too much, it, like, kind of starts to not make sense, where I'm, like, all these people, like, are here because of me, and my name is right there. It was, like, feeling too weird, but I was, I felt like, wow, this is cool, this is nice that they're all... I still don't, yeah, I still don't, sometimes you just, you feel like you, like, tricked people into thinking that you're good, or, like, I mean, I don't think that, I know I'm fire, but, like, (laughs) I just don't understand, like, sometimes you're just like, how did it get here? I don't know how it got here. We feel I love that, too. The, that way, looking the, around, going, the all party. these people are here to see Nikki. Beforehand, the cocktail Nikki. section, just all those fans yeah, lining up, so and they're fun. all there to see Nikki. It just made us really Aww. proud. And that's the end of the show this week. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. As always, I love meeting new podcast listeners. I love when you come to shows. I love when you go to the meet and greets. Again, if you want to DM me, if you buy a regular ticket and you can't afford the meet and greet, uh, the VIP ticket, I will bump you up to VIP, but only if you can't afford it. If you can afford it, just spend the money and do it the right way. But if you can't afford it, buy a regular ticket and I will and DM me. And if I see the DM, which isn't always the case, but if I see it, I will get you bumped up to VIP. And I've done it for several people already. It's just a way um, 
for me to meet you guys because if you listen to this podcast you're someone who I'd like to meet and I really appreciate you listening and I feel like we're friends if you listen to my voice this much you know how I feel about you thank you for listening um thank you to my parents for being on this episode thank you to Andrew Collin for being on this episode um any other things I want to tell you I love you all and I hope you have a great weekend and squirt a squirt this has been a Comedy Central podcast.